Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Grow, 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 and then grow some more. That's how businesses work, right? But in a world where the lines where business is there to serve the rest of our lives, is growth alone enough to keep us fulfilled as humans? Is it as simple as saying we need to grow, or are the waters murkier? So is this even a question anymore? Is it still simply about growing, full stop? Or do we need to add another question to finish it off? Grow? To what end? That's what we're speaking of. <laughs> Let's keep this line in, because like this is the introduction, right? Like For the listener, uh, Rich appears to have changed my introduction. So I'm going to keep it in. That's what we're speaking about today. So giddy up, partner. Let's get going. <laughs> I'm Joe Glover, founder of the Marketing Meetup, a global community that connects and educates over 20,000 marketers in the most lovely way possible. Everything we do, we do it to put the human beings we help first. I'm Richard Wood. I lead the marketing agency Six and Flow. I've worked in marketing for around 19 years now, and I'm a massive believer in that marketers should be trying to engage with people on a human level, not just treating them as leads and numbers in a spreadsheet. All right, so I'm going to ask the first question, Joe. So how do we define growth? So what what does growth actually mean to uh, the marketing meetup? Oh, uh, interesting. So even the phrasing that question is interesting, right? Because you say growth uh, of, of the marketing meetup. So that's that's the context of uh, business growth. And, yep. and um, actually the place where I go to first when I think about growth is probably personal growth. Um, but let's answer your question first. So, but they don't um, have to be separate. Well, they don't have to be separate, but mm, mm, I don't know. Uh, interesting <laughs> so I, I i i see when when i think about growth of the marketing meetup then i, I probably think about um impact uh, primarily so what is the impact of the marketing meetup are we growing um the change that we are trying to make in the world you know are we trying are we connecting people better are we educating people better and are we also spreading a bit more kindness you know and actually that last bit is the bit that i'm most interested about so that impact is one uh, secondly, there's probably also like a numbers thing, you know, like is the community growing? Are the amount of people attending our events growing? Um, and then there's probably a third one, which is the one that I don't really like to speak about all that much, which is probably a third, which is the financial sort of stuff. Is is that growing? Profit. You know, and, yeah, you know, and is the team growing alongside that? And actually, you know, even saying those words out loud, I, I can reflect already that financial growth doesn't need to be a dirty word <laughs> you know and actually that can sort of have a relationship with the first and the second things that i was speaking about um but i find this whole topic of growth really quite uncomfortable in a way because i think it is often associated with like us growing and you know more and more and more where actually 
you know, that's never really been what I'm about. But I do know someone who growth is a very central tenant of them and their personality. Who could that be? <laughs> well, so that and actually, this is um, beautiful segue there, Joe. But the like, this actually comes back to so like as as an agency, we've got four core values, and one of them, and probably the main one, is growth. And like, so we like it is the one that is plastered everywhere. We've got murals on the wall, like all that kind of stuff. Everything we do has a growth flavor to it. Now. Interesting when, like you were going, oh, with my phrase in the question saying, like we've immediately gone to business growth and you're saying you typically lean towards personal growth. And I'm saying, actually, I don't think, my personal opinion is I actually think they are intrinsically linked and should be linked because we've got, so our our core value of growth is that ultimately, yes, we want agency growth, we want client growth, but what drives that is the individual team member growth. So, and the, the principle behind that is that if my team are growing, and by that I include me as well. So if the team are growing, the agency's growing, the clients are growing. Because by growth for me, it, and I think you use the word impact on your community, and I think growth for us is about impact that the individuals can have. So the growth, the individuals are growing. So we've just done a certification day. Um, so the entire agency stops working on client work and we all f- focus on doing certifications, HubSpot, Drift, Vidyard. It's a learning day, right? And the reason we do that, 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 that is a huge expense to the agency. There's 40 odd people all downing tools. Like it is <laughs> not a cheap uh, enterprise, but the growth you get off the back of that, the individual growth, because they are then more impactful in the work that they do. They can then do things faster. They can do things better. Clients get more growth business gets more growth and all of those things start to stack up but it is fundamentally built on personal growth that works on a team basis right so i'm saying look the and if you i mean if you want to get really dirty with it if you think mm. about the team as an asset to the business mm. that asset is growing in value which grows the overall value of the business the horrible way to think about like people within the business but that is like the context that i'm giving you in terms of growth you on the other hand so you you've and you may or may not kind of you might stand by this at the end of it might be a hill you want to die on might not but you have kind of got a separation between uh the marketing meetup growth and joe growth Mm. i would actually say bullshit you're wrong because (laughs) think about the way that you've grown your business it is up until a recent point has been grown on your personal brand james's personal Mm. brand and that kind of feeding that back in to like actually growing TMM stands on its own two feet now. And we've talked about that loads, but as Joe grows, Mm -hmm. TMM should grow because you are fundamentally driving that. You've got a team of three now, you, Ellie, Mm -hmm. James. Yep. As each one of you grows, you are only ever going to grow that business more. So I, I think the way I view growth is, and I'm exactly the same as you, like, we have growth targets that are financially driven, right? And we have to for certain reasons. Um, so I've just, um, uh, we do an annual, um, what do they call it? Joint joint growth plan or something like that with HubSpot where we're talking about, okay, we're going to grow our MRR like this and this is how we're going to do it. Here's our revenue targets. Here's our MRR targets, blah, blah, blah. Now, for me, I couldn't give a fuck about the financial side. It bores <laughs> me to death. Like as long as we've got enough, if, as long as we can, and I've, I said this, our new financial controller, Chris started with us a few, uh, a couple of months back. And he was like, well, what, what metrics are important to you? And I was like, look, on an, in a, like 
a base cent, I want to know that we've got more money coming in than we've got going out. Everything yeah. <laughs> else I can figure out around that and becomes yeah. like the, the depth bit. But they're the two metrics that help me sleep at night. Like, yeah. basically. It's, it's, it's interesting that though, because even, even the way that you, you've spoken about that, I guess when I think about growth a lot of the time I, you know and i think a lot of the sort of the conversation around growth is is output driven you know our mrr is this you know the the, the twitter bros you know i've grown my mrr to this you know our IRR to this and um you know it's always about the output actually what's quite nice about what you've just said is it's more about the input you know it's more about this personal growth you know and, and actually you know the, uh, that almost feels less dirty <laughs> in a sense you know like i haven't really established you know why i think it's dirty but you know i i have that unease about this conversation in a way but like as an input focusing on that that feels so much better already but it's than it's a language we have to speak though right so like it's if if you are pitching tmm to investors or you've met somebody in a bar and they're saying oh like what have you done with your business over the next couple of years or like something mm-hmm. like that the universal language is normally revenue growth profit growth depending on how deep that conversation is going it's not like i mean you'd be a knobhead to walk into a bar and be like yeah i've just grown my profit by this but like (laughs) revenue growth because that gives you a scale and like people understand the overall scale and blah 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 headcount growth is often one that's done as well and headcount growth is a fucking stupid statistic but we can come on to that (laughs) anyway like that that is a toxic growth statistic and i've got 40 people exactly all right great i deliver the exact same amount of work as you do but i've only got 10 people better company yeah and that's yeah. And anyway we can we can dig into that in more detail but that's why <laughs> like it people use those statistics because it's a universal language whereas it's very difficult mm-hmm. to have that same conversation and go how joe how how much did tmn grow last year and we're like well me ellie and james did a couple mm-hmm. certifications and now i think that Ellie is probably 20% better at her job. I mean, yeah. what the fuck does that mean? Like, yeah. you have yeah. to really understand the business, the output that that then drives to actually give that some context because growth internally means different things to different people. 100%. No, very, very interesting. I, I need to pick you up. It's, it's L, not Ellie. Just so, sorry, so I, sorry, don't, I don't get That was Joe's uh, fault. <laughs> but, um, but you're right. Um, you know, that, that's really interesting. Although, I don't know. I'm rubbish at this. I'm rubbish at small talk. So actually, I'd much rather have the input conversation because it, it just seems so much more interesting. But you're right, as a universal language. That was the line actually from um, Martin George, who was the customer director at Waitrose uh, when he spoke at the marketing meetup, is that uh, finance is the language of business, uh, which you know really stuck with me because he was speaking about as marketers, it's our responsibility to be able to translate what we do to that language rather than sort of expecting the rest of the world to sort of adapt to our to our things which i don't know if it's because you're saying it but like i think there's there's a part of me like a deep-seated part of me that inherently disagrees because (laughs) and i think you, you probably disagree with that as well right because neither of us have built our businesses because we wanted it to be like a financial powerhouse yes we wanted to Mm. support we wanted to have growth we understand it has to achieve certain things financially great but neither of us started our business like that neither you and i very rarely when we talk about our businesses communicate about the financial side like that we Mm. might talk about it like a win and give put some financial numbers around it to give it some context but 
outside of that, that's not why we created our businesses and that's not the language that we use. So I think, yes, on that kind of like base universal level, mm. finance is a business language, but I think actually you and I are much more focused on the human element of yeah. like the business. So mm. like, and we've talked about like the education, but today we've previously talked about like belonging, that kind of stuff within a, an organization. So I think, yes, it probably is on a universal level, but I actually don't mm. think it is on a day-to-day level for people like us yeah but i think that last bit of the sentence is the right bit right you know for people like us and i think you and i identify as both marketers and founders and i think maybe that is the founder's privilege that we can sort of speak about the human element a lot more because that's what interests us whereas if you're going into reports to the board you know the marketer's privilege or the market's lack of privilege in, in this sense is that they have to speak in those terms you know, the growth is exactly as we've described it's that output based stuff because um, so i then, imagine so then maybe you know, maybe the maybe what's needed then is the like more of an understanding of that that kind of how do you translate the human element of the growth piece into that mm-hmm. financial language and i think like then so I, I even touched on it before is like actually you are making your asset for those of you who are listening, I'm doing air quotes because I'm not that much of a dickhead. But there's, <laughs> well, but, um, <laughs> it, but like the assets within your business are becoming more valuable. The output is greater. Not not necessarily mm-hmm. they are doing more, but they are having greater impact with what they are doing. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. So how do you? So we've, you know, for the listeners, then we we actually are a little bit organised sometimes, and we've got a document. And the next point was what are our own growth KPIs? And I guess like we've got our own growth KPIs, but then, you know, launching off this conversation then, you know, how do you think about growth on KPIs for your team as well? You know, because what we've said is that Six and Flow, you've got this very sort of input-driven approach. How do you start to put a KPI around that sort of stuff? So the way that, so we started um, a couple of years ago, we started rolling out EOS, the Entrepreneurs Operating Systems, a management framework. And okay. within that, everybody in the organization effectively has a number that they own, right? And there's, right. we're looking for movement in that number, positive movement in that number. And it might be up or down depending on the metric. So there's there's that element in it. So everybody should in the organization. I don't think we're not quite top to bottom in terms of everybody is focused on their number yet, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. And like people right. are getting better with that. But it's it's... A lot of that, unfortunately, is output driven. So there's a lot of like, um, so some of the numbers on a leadership level that we track are obviously revenue, revenue per head, um, uh, utilization rates, that kind of stuff. So we're looking for positive shifts in those numbers. So we don't want every number to go up, but we do, we are looking for that positive shift Uh, because like as an agency, the ideal is that you get to the point you put less time in and more money, like you're it takes you less money to generate the same pounds, less time even yeah. to generate the same pounds. That's the metrics you're trying to, so that uh, comes with efficiencies. It comes with new tools, like that kind of stuff. Um, but with, on the individual level, talking about like their growth. So like team member growth, everybody in the organization now with the exception of the leadership team, but everybody in the organization now has what we refer to as a 90 days to excellence plan. So every right. every role in the business has a 90 day plan that should make them proficient in their in their 
role to then step in like you basically do one of these to move into the next role um and then there's kind of ongoing training in between it so there's there's those elements that are starting to be tracked but it's not it's not like a finite number there's no kind of you need to tick x amount of these each month or anything like that but everybody has one of these training plans in place and then we look at things like hubspot certifications that kind of stuff that's the kind of the fluffier end of it but as a, as a business unfortunately we do track the more of the financial stuff so it is cash flow it is forecast pipeline those kind of metrics and we're looking for positive growth but we're also looking at how much of that can then be invested back into the business as well super interesting do you think it's a you know we might be going down a bit of a rabbit hole here um so you know you pick us out of it if if if, if you want to but do you think it's possible to have these conversations on sort of use the word fluffier but you know it's debatably fluffier i think it's probably actually more it's just better you know do you reckon it's possible to have these conversations more regularly on the the input driven stuff you know or, or do we just need to really really build a business case that sort of says exactly as you said earlier actually you know we've invested 20 percent of our time into learning and development and therefore you know you can see these numbers and that we just need to be having both conversations at the same time far more regularly rather than you know just sort of reporting that last number because that's what we think people will be interested in i think smaller organizations are better at doing it right Right. so they are like they are more and that might be because it's easier to have those wide-reaching conversations across multiple elements of the business so like there is from from me to our most entry-level type role there is only a couple of layers of management and that's and we have skip level meetings we try to make sure that those barriers don't really exist we try to keep that conversation open regularly and kind of free-flowing larger organizations that is more difficult to overcome and you often end up with like silos in those kind of like people have always done it their way and one department might not not might not be knowing what's going on on in another department and i think that that makes it difficult to have have the kind of conversations and that change in language that you can really see that impact so historically in a large organization you have hr or people operations saying mm-hmm. learning and development is good but they're having to fight the case for here is why it's good like um uh, uh d and i here is why it's good and all of that i think is bundled into that whole growth piece because you are improving an organization actually tacking on financial numbers i think people are getting better at translating that language into the financial language and saying by doing this we are going to be able to achieve this and i think actually with and actually that's probably one of the things that the kind of the shitstorm of global events over the last couple of years has done is actually mm. refocused a lot of people going actually the way that we've always done things doesn't quite work anymore and isn't going to work in the future so we need to be more receptive to this stuff and i think we've transitioned away from that ceos and leadership teams uh kind of playing that card at face value and now i think it is actually genuinely starting to be more intrinsic at least with the companies that we work with it's not just a box ticking exercise anymore it's much more we need our team to feel like and appreciate that we are investing in them. We want them to be growing within the organization because otherwise we're going to lose them. And we spend a lot of money to find them. We spend a lot of money to keep them. And if we're just going to like grow them and then they fuck off, then that's a problem. 
because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of investment that goes into them. So it makes sense for a business to do this stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. No, 100%. Interesting. Let's let's shift it a bit because otherwise this will be four hours long as much as it is. In, <laughs> like, it's, like, I could speak on this all day long. It's, it's really, really core to the things that I'm sort of exploring at the moment with our next stage of the marketing meetup and i guess this this conversation about growth i guess the thing that i've struggled with to a certain extent is it's always been more 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 you know for you you know you've said before on this podcast i think that you want to grow the next sort of media com you know you want to be you know the big boy you know you want to grow you want to be a big boy (laughs) hey big guy (laughs) thanks joe (laughs) but where does you know where does growth end you know is there an end point i mean so i think maybe i wrote this question before we'd had this conversation about input and actually that feels a lot more sort of aligned to how i feel as a human but like this sort of output sort of driven conversation where it's like growth you know just improve on last year you just make more than last year you know that that seems so so that th- this is such an interesting question, right? And I like vividly, there's a couple of conversations from when I started the agency that I vividly remember because they either jarred with my principles or they stuck with me for some reason. And one of the mm-hmm. first conversations I had was with the accountants that we uh, first set up with. And literally one of the first questions they asked me in that initial meeting, like their kickoff meeting was, what's the exit plan? And that, for me, is so different to how I operate. Like, it's like going into a marriage going, well, I'm going to do this for 10 years and then I'm going to get it divorced and kind of move on and find the next um, uh, the next love of my life or whatever. Um, I was really struggling for, like, how am I going to phrase this? Um, but this, I'm sending this to Holly. Yeah. But, that, and, but thankfully, that's not how I feel, uh, think. Because, like, it's, for me... I enjoy the process so much that it's like, I'm a builder. I enjoy the building process and it's not like, I'm not build. It's not like a build and flick type scenario for me. Like it is a genuine desire to see hey, how far can we actually push this? That's the bit that I really get. Like that really entertains me. Like is mm-hmm. how entertain me is the wrong. That's the bit I find most interesting is how can we continue to build this under its own steam with the kind of what we've done over the last few years and use that to keep growing. How do we push it? Like let's make the the journey exciting. It doesn't have to be about the end point. So mm-hmm. and that's why we can be like uh, the growth for us 
is so varied because we've got all these different elements that we're focused on growing and it's mm-hmm. like and that but it when we talked about why should we talk about like what is growth that's where i find it quite i i sit separately from a lot of people because like particularly agency owners as they're saying well we're going to go to this point and then i'm going to sell it or like i'm going to yeah. do this with the business and then i'm going to move on and do something else with it and like some people are lifestyle businesses and there is nothing wrong with that but that's mm-hmm. that's not where i sit but their their view on growth is that the business is growing to a point and then they want to sustain it so that they can learn live their like their lifestyles in the way that way they want and that for me that's not how i view it because i i am competitive to a fault and want to want to see if we can take this like little upstart agency like that's where we started can we turn it into a household brand and actually can we continue to function like the challenger brand when we become the incumbent so that is actually one of our like our focal points as we grow is remaining in that challenger brand mentality and that's for growth for us that is a big part of it is is how do we maintain mentality and positioning while we are growing at the same time so but growth for someone like you is like we've got slightly different ambitions with what we're doing in the business but growth for you will be slightly different so i think inherently growth is quite personal but also at the same time it's not because we well actually it isn't it isn't so you and i are both founders who built their businesses initially around that founder persona or not our personas and our personal brands so actually there's a lot of that like personal driven mentality coming through the businesses. So if you look at Six and Flow as an agency now, my DNA, this is sound really bad. I was just saying my <laughs> DNA is spread all over the agency. Don't mean oh, it like Christ. that at all. Oh, but, oh but I am not going back to that office. <laughs> um, no, but like as in my, like how I view growth, how we've positioned and that passion to learn is spread throughout the agency because it is like that that is the stuff that i find interesting and i have driven Mm -hmm. through to a point and now because you you hire people in your own image and that that is a bad thing and a good thing and we've kind of we've spread that but you hire people who have the same values right so you the that only accelerates throughout the business yeah no you know i I think what's what's really interesting about the conversation and abundantly clear is and and you said it explicitly is that you're judging growth on so many variables and metrics that actually it's not it's not about we made 200,000 pounds this year and 250 this year you know it's it's you know did our people grow you know are we having more fun uh, am I enjoying the journey you know am I still enjoying the journey did 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 my enjoyment of the company in, uh, grow from last year to the year before you know did they become more qualified and, and again you know it's just not the language that people use but it feels so much more healthy it feels like such a more healthy conversation about growth because in itself growth is amazing you know <laughs> like to, to be better than you were last year to to be happier you know to to be having more impact these are all very very good things it's just the way that we have these conversations as marketers as founders as the business community is, is so not healthy you know i i i, I believe so you know that's really quite refreshing in a way 
agency owners as well are like if if my if my goals were purely financial if it, if mm-hmm. this was about how do i put as much money in my pockets as possible i wouldn't run a fucking agency it's a mm-hmm. stupid idea because it is <laughs> like it, it, there are ways to make money that are way less stressful um i could go and work for um although i think i'm marginally unemployable these days but i could go and work for tech sas like yeah. i could go and work for somebody else's um agency i could do all these things take a steady sturdy wage but they're not the things that drive me like it's not financially driven past a point that makes me want to chase those those numbers it's the numbers that i enjoy and actually the only reason i care about the revenue stat is because i am competitive and it is a benchmark to see where you sit in the market mm-hmm. and otherwise i don't have a benchmark it's like i can't easily go well i can kind of in the hubspot ecosystem but i can't easily go well my agency's got more learning under its belt than yours i can with the output but i can't really with the input and that's it's a difficult metric to um chase i guess yeah 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 well you know as you say in the hubspot ecosystem it makes a little bit easier reading because especially when you're so high up the 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 the, uh the league rankings right you know so it's uh I thought I'd throw that in there, you know, just Thanks, buddy. on the back. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, I really like how you think, thinking about that. It's actually, um, it's quite illuminating for me, actually. Uh, so thank you, mate. I really appreciate it. Um, with with that in mind, we've, I'm going back to the notes here because we're sort of speaking about like, is growth culture toxic in some regards? And I think we've probably covered quite a lot of it, really, because we sort of say it can be. But I mean, well, the, the only so the only one I didn't come back on, like that I mentioned but didn't come back on, is that headcount stat. And that's mm. that's one that. So I know that. Well, actually, we've just shifted. All the, so, like normally, I have all these metrics in my head, but we've actually just up, upgraded or kind of moved up all of our targets for the next couple of years. Um, but we were. By the end of, in like in in 2025, we were planning to be 10 million turnover, and we would then assume that that will be roughly 100 people. Now, the way that we do that is because we target our revenue per head. We target between 85,000 and 120,000 per person. If it's below 85,000, we know that we need to be like there is something wrong because we're either. Um, like our utilization rates are too low or we're not bringing enough work. If it's over 120, then things are breaking because we're working too hard. So that's the benchmark that we use. So we then go, okay, let's put it in the middle, 100K, 100K per person, 10 million. So we know we need 100 people, right? So that's the fag packet mass that we use for that. But it is not a target. It is yeah. like we do not target bringing in more people. It is only an awareness thing that we know that we need a certain amount of people to deliver that work. If on that journey, we figure out a way to deliver the same value and same impact for the clients, but not having to bring on as many people, or we can figure out ways that we are making more money, we create a product that's bringing us in those targets or whatever. Great, we'll do that because bringing in more people, I could go out and hire 100 people tomorrow I wouldn't be able to pay him for more than a couple of months, but we could do it. <laughs> yeah. And that that is a, like, if if your target is that, you're encouraging mm-hmm. that behavior, you're focusing on that behavior. And actually, it's yeah. something that your business doesn't actually need or shouldn't yeah. need unless you have it drilled down to one person equals X revenue. 
and you can just go okay one more one more one more mm-hmm. one more mm-hmm. but the businesses yeah. so i'm in a, a service business like it and a consultative service business it shouldn't be like that with the people are buying experience and uh, experience expertise um knowledge all that kind of stuff that's what you're buying from us you're not just buying mm-hmm. hours from us you're buying mm-hmm. and it comes back to that learning piece again and that's why i think a lot of companies get this wrong is they focus on headcount being a target that they should be chasing yeah 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 no again you know it feels like uh, an input to the output sort of thing <laughs> you know which which again you know it's it's not a goal in itself it's the same it's the same conversation as um you know it drives me nuts when you kind of see folks sort of like celebrating uh getting funding as if it's a goal in itself you know it's like actually yeah. you know that's 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 oh that's... great you owe somebody a lot of money well done <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah yeah have have you ever read company of one uh it's in my audible downloads i think you told me to download it so. i did and you just ignore me great no, um, I, I, I did the first step i did the input not the output yet so <laughs> so essentially high flyer was doing really well and then started to assess what he wanted from like what were his growth goals why was he doing what he was doing and actually he figured out that he could earn more money and enjoy his life more if him and his wife i think went and kind of not the outback i think it was in canada or somewhere like far detached from the rest of the world and technology and all that kind of stuff and he became a company of one so all of his valued metrics he actually realized that it would have been better for him to do that on his own and actually he could achieve those without all the peripheral shit that came with what he was actually doing um and actually it's it not for me um so my wife made me read that book and going (laughs) why are you doing like look at this there is a like possibly a better way and they're not my drivers, right? So like, I'm not, it's not financial. It's, I I enjoy the team process, like seeing other people grow, seeing what we can actually do with the agency. And then I would like, and I would say that to you, is like, would you, if you could do TMM on your own and like, you're still gonna get the same wage, would you wanna do that? Because it's, I mean, L, James, don't listen to this bit, I guess. But like, <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> but it, it's, it isn't there, like I, I personally find the value in the process not just the outcome and that's why like my targets aren't financial they are i am my life balance work-life balance is all over the place but i am doing something that i inherently enjoy and i'm passionate about and that's why that growth those growth targets for me are separate from the kind of the norms i guess yeah no it's really interesting i think uh, truthfully and and recently i've probably allowed you know the the thing that is coming in the future to um occupy my thoughts maybe you know maybe it's a 50 50 split where it used to be like an 80 20 split for example in the favor of in the moment versus in the future i've recently allowed that future thing to occupy my thoughts more than the today the here and now the process and it's for that reason that i wouldn't say you know i bloody love doing what i do with the marketing meetup but i would say that even just in the past couple of months then i almost haven't enjoyed that process as much because i've also been having my eye on the other the other bit so on on the output you know and actually the output in in terms of what i'm thinking about is still impact it's not it's not financial or anything like that it's impact but like by focusing on that sort of future stuff rather than today stuff very very easy to sort of forget what you're doing right now and sort of like appreciate it 
and you know sort of recognize that and, and sort of take enjoyment from that growth you know that is happening right now so uh it's, it's well, I think really really interesting as much as we've talked about like the input right i think for me it's important to enjoy the process but be excited by like the output or the yeah. like the end point because that's like when i when i think about it like what i, I want to build 100 million pound turnover agency again i've gone straight to the finance but that gives it context and by that i don't i don't really care about the the figure at that point what i'm talking i'm mm-hmm. giving you contextual information that's in in the market and i'm excited about that because it's it's a real possibility why can't i do that like yeah i mean there's there's a million reasons why i can't do that but give me one that i actually believe in like i'm mm-hmm. gonna fight it fuck it we'll see where we get to yeah. and i enjoy the process which means i can have that loftier output or goal that mm-hmm. i'm chasing because actually even if i only, i mean if i get halfway to it it'd be fucking amazing anyway but like even <laughs> if i only get a fraction towards that goal i've enjoyed the process so i won't feel like it's been a fake failed entity if i don't get to that yeah and that's that's the key that feels really really important because i think so many people get hung up on the you know we're going to reach the hundred thousand hundred mil and if they don't they feel like a failure or if they don't beat last year's you know revenue then they feel like a failure you know or whatever it may be but you know sort of having having both you know, it's always bloody both you know that's been my biggest biggest learning from 2022 is always both um you know if you have both then that feels like quite a healthy approach to growth um, so both is approach to growth very, there, there we go <laughs> stick that on the on the teacup <laughs> um, oh, <God. laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right mate uh i i think that's uh, probably us for been fun um Thank if you if you as ever if you enjoyed listening to us give us five stars because it makes us feel important and clever um <laughs> Please be again. And it's appreciated <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> all right thanks everybody right. cheers bye when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89 percent off usps and ups make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with stamps.com use code program for a special offer that's stamps.com code program